0: That competition plays a big role with regards to how moves will you know take place and how people um evolutionize stuff. Um, was that also part of the reason why Newaza or basically a lot of groundwork was so much more prevalent in Brazil? I have my own theory. Like this is my thing, this is my thesis here, right? I could be wrong, but I I think that two things going on. One, you know, the Japanese were way superior to Brazilians on standing. When it came to standing techniques, the Brazilians were getting mauled, basically, right? And that was one. So the Brazilians, they, they tended, like, for the same reason, submission-only guys don't like to compete when the Gi and with points. And some guys that, you know, like the Gi and points may not like submission-only, right? You favor the techniques you, you're you better at, right? That's what we all do. I like the rule set that suits me. I've never seen a person who sucks uh, uh, in the Gi say that Gi is, you know, point system IBJF is way better. You know, normally you like the things that you you're good at, right? That's pretty much across the board. You suck at stand up, you hate stand up, and so on. Brazilians, they 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 couldn't stand with the Japanese. They would get thrown. So the way to do it was, oh, where can we hang? Well, if I close the guard on you and I don't open and then nothing happens for thirty minutes, I can call it a draw. And a draw is really a win because I never got tapped. You see the strategy? Mm-hmm. So it was a tactic. You know, on one hand, it was a tactic to you know be able to hang with the Japanese, whereas in normal traditional judo rules, you get killed. So that's one thing. The other one is I. This is my thesis: is is infrastructure in Brazil. If you go to Brazil, and if any of you guys listening ever been to Brazil, you'll notice that most gyms, with very rare exceptions, and this is in the twenty first century only, all mats are small. They're very small. They're very tiny. I remember my school in Brazil, and I ran a school in Brazil for eight years. We're talking oh, were, we could fit maybe like eight people rolling, like four pairs. Jeez. and I had a class of 30 people. So you like how do you do that? How do you deal with that? So you have eight people rolling and you have like 20 some people sitting down waiting. What do you do? You start standing? Well, if you start standing now you can't have eight people rolling. you can only have four. Mm-hmm. So I have to wait a whole hour before you can roll. You see the problem? So this culture of starting on your knees developed because of space. Now PJJ was never government funded. Martial arts are not hyper-valued in Brazil, so you can't charge a lot. No one's going to pay for it. So as a result, pretty much everyone who's teaching Braz- uh, jiu-jitsu in Brazil is broke. So you can't rent a big warehouse. So you end up teaching in a garage. You end up teaching you know, in some room in the house. You end up teaching in some small little tiny gym. And that's the history of BJJ. These guys are trained in very small places, yet it's popular. People, they want to train. They just don't want to pay a lot for it, right? Uh, and they end up starting on their knees a lot. There is simply no room for you to start standing. And as a result, Brazilians end up sucking on on their feet. There's no, like, very few BJJ practitioners that don't come from wrestling or judo have good stand-up. I mean, till this day, you can watch them. It's starting to change now. It's become more professionalized. But for a long time, you know, even in the main, this harmed BJJ tremendously because you get these guys are experts on the ground. They can smoke any wrestler on the ground, but they can't take the wrestler down, right? And I think that is largely due to infrastructure in Brazil. It's a financial economic problem. You know, Brazil's a poor country. It doesn't have the means to have big warehouses. You know, if you go to a, a college, you know, any college in the U.S., and you go to the mat, I and mean, the wrestling mat area, it's huge. I mean, you go to a judo uh, gym in Brazil. You go to Kyoto and Tokyo University, and the mats are huge. You can fit 100 people there, you know, um, and I think that's a big difference. Well, that's fascinating. I actually never thought of it that way. That, that, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we don't realize how much economics and how much little things like, you know, infrastructure can actually influence technique because we don't just like, oh, you just show up in your train and everything else is the same. But like, no, there's a lot more going on. There are cultural factors going on. And I'll give you another one, a little off topic. You want to hear why Brazilians are still the most dominant grapplers on the planet? One of the main reasons. No no, no one talks about this, but I'll tell you why. Because I grew up in Brazil and I was one of them. One of the main, the main reasons. You know, eight out of the top 10 grapplers in the world are still Brazilian today is because if you're in Brazil and you're 27, 28, and you still live with your parents, that is completely acceptable. No one is going to look down on you. Your girlfriend's not going to think less of you. Your friends won't think less of you. And your parents won't think You won't say a word. In fact, you could probably live with your parents till you're 40 and no one's going to say anything. Uh, what that does is it allows you during those crucial years between sixteen and twenty five where you're either gonna you're gonna make or break right and BJj, that's how it is. You're gonna make a break between those those ten years between sixteen and twenty six more or less. And it allows you to stay actively training two, three times a day and not worry, you don't have any responsibilities. That's another feature of bJj. It breeds amazing athletes with zero responsibility. and that's a feature of the fact that you can live with your parents you your twenty six. I was one of them. I left my house when I was 26. I lived with my mother until I was 26. And that allowed me to train. And so that's why I consider myself privileged and lucky, you know, that I was in a culture where that was possible. Whereas in the U.S., your parents kick you out of your house at 18. You got to get a job. Now you got responsibilities. How do you train BJJ full time? You see the problem? Wow, that's okay. <laughs> I never thought of it that. That's so crazy. Okay. So, like these guys stay at home for most of their life, and they can basically train as much as they want and don't have to worry about paying rent. No, pretty much. That's that's standard. That's not unusual. No one's going to make fun of you. That is. It's a cultural. It's a cultural. I'll tell you. I give you another one. A lot of times when you do move out of the house, you move across the street. That's not unusual either. Like it's a family. It's a very family-oriented culture. Like you got to understand. Like the Anglo-Saxon culture is very individualistic, and you know, like it's less family-oriented. Like you see your family Christmas and Christmas Day. That's it. Maybe twice a year, you see your mom and dad, you know, but in Brazil, you see your mom and dad almost every day. And if you move far away, people think it's crazy. Like, why are you moving to a different country? Are you nuts? And that's changing, you know, that Brazil is becoming more and more alike, more like the United States and North America. But I remember growing up, like pretty much all my friends that were like in their mid-20s were living with their parents, except the ones that were married, which were few of them. But most of them were living with their parents. Well, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know like infrastructure and culture and like family dynamics played such a big role as to why. BJJ, BJJ is half Japanese, half Brazilian. And I'm not talking about technique here. I'm talking about cultural features of BJJ that you that we take for granted. We think that's oh, that's how BJJ is. But they're just straight out of Brazilian culture that have nothing to do with jujitsu. Asai <laughs> fist bump, showing up late, all that <laughs> stuff. There's none of that is Japanese. Man. That's all Brazilian. That's Brazil right down like that's the definition of brazil acai fist bump and show up late and i love brazil don't get me wrong i'm not criticizing i'm like most brazilians will agree with me on this like that's how it is down there like do it later i do it now and you know it's it's a very relaxed chilled culture uh in contrast with japan which to me makes this film even more exciting. because man could there be a greater cultural shock in between brazilians and japanese i have never seen one (laughs) that like japanese are polar opposite man like they're so different Yet, you know, this odd mix created BJJ and that to me, that's fascinating.